Hey, lovely freaks, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Amanda. And I'm Hannah. And if you're new here, hi, welcome. If you like things strange and unusual and true crime, you can go ahead and hit that subscribe or follow button. You can also head down to the description box and you'll see a link that will take you to our link tree and you can find our social media like Instagram, Facebook, all that jazz. And all that jazz. So if you heard the new song at the beginning, that's our forever intro song. Yep. I'm assuming <laughs> forever. Um, that is courtesy of my husband and also my brain. We made that up together. Hope mm-hmm. you guys enjoyed it. Um, now we don't have to use samples from YouTube anymore. Woohoo! But also we wanted to go ahead and kind of get, give some recognition to a Etsy shop. We're doing that. We're promoting another Etsy shop. Um, this one is called the Lazy Bassett 601. And it's Bass, Bassett, like Bassett Hound. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's one of my friends. She actually, and there'll be a link down below where you can click on her stuff. But she actually um, makes all kinds of stuff. She's located here in Mississippi. She makes uh, goat's milk soaps, um, whipped sugar scrubs, wax melts, candles, bath bombs, all different kinds of stuff. Um and she has some new stuff up on her Etsy shop right now. And like I said, we'll put the link down below. Also, like, bath soaks and just all kinds of bath products, which, you know, if you're a girl, you love. I mean, if you're a guy, you might love it, too. My, our dad does. He loves yeah. bubble baths. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so anyways. Dad, dad like that. He's going to be like, whoa, don't say that. Yeah. <laughs> Dog. Daddy would be like, yeah, yeah, like a bubble bath. Um, but anywho. So, yeah, if you want to check that out, you can go down to the link below and you can check it out um, and just just help and support her Etsy shop. And um, we don't have a code right now, but maybe we'll get one and um, give you guys a percentage off. But I'm not sure at this point, but I just wanted to help promote her. I've been doing that. Uh, we did that with another shop and um, you can go on our Instagram and see the other shop that we promoted. It was the leather handbags and stuff like that. Uh, if you have an Etsy shop that you want us to like help promote, just send us a message on Instagram and we will um, try our best to get everybody in that that sends us, you know, different messages and stuff. But um, yeah. So today we have two survivor stories for you guys. Yeah, these are pretty um not awesome but the the way that they survived is pretty fucking brutal um like these are badass bitches Mm -hmm. uh (laughs) so we're just gonna go ahead and dive in so we have allison bothell i don't know if it's bothell or bothaw or i'm not sure her last name i probably butchered it but it's allison um and then we also have mary vincent that we're going to talk about at the end of this you've probably heard of both of these i think that the allison one um i believe that she maybe there's like a documentary or something on prime and then mary vincent i know uh her episode was on i survived which we love that show i don't even think it's still going but we loved the show when it was going yeah we always watch uh, Survivor. Like, we watched I survived. one. I Survived. Yeah. We watched another one. I can't remember what it was called. But they're, like, really interesting. Mm-hmm. Especially how, like, they Some of these people their, survive. Yeah. yeah. I'm just I'm like, just how the hell do you how? do that? Yeah. Yeah. 
So Allison was born on, and by the way, before we get started, um, there's not a lot of detail, obviously, into these cases as far as like, uh, you know, backgrounds and stuff. So, you know, I'm not really going to talk much about her background. It's not really much there. Um, These mostly, these cases are just like spur of the moment, like rage kills or, or just, you know, psychos or whatever. Um, so I'm not going to talk about the killers because fuck those assholes. I don't really care. Um, so anyways, I, I just didn't want people to be like, well, what's their background story? We don't care in these situations. So these girls survive. That's all we care about. So Allison Bothell or Botha, I, I don't know, was born September 22nd, 1967 in Port Elizabeth, South Africa. So this is where that's where this takes place is in South Africa. Um, her parents divorced when she was around ten, and Allison spent most of her childhood living with her mother and brother. She lived a fairly normal life. There wasn't anything major to talk about. She went to college. She spent a lot of time traveling like the country after that. She wanted to travel a lot, and then when she came back, um, she became a insurance broker, which she really liked to do. So the night of the attack was December 19th, I mean, sorry, December 18th, 1994. That night she was at the beach with some friends and they went back to her house for like some pizza and to hang out and stuff. And after they got done, some of them went home and then she drove some of her other friends um, back to their house. When she got back to her apartment, she reached out like over to the like, passenger side to like grab some laundry so you know just turned and like was grabbing her laundry and she felt a breeze on her side like where the driver's door was she felt like a a warm breeze on her legs and she was like okay and then when she looked back there was a man standing there with a knife and he said he told her to move over or i'll kill you allison did as she was told the man got into the car and drove away He said, I quote, I don't want to hurt you. Then he identified his name as Clint. He said, I just want to take your far, to take your, your far, to take your car for about an hour. Um, Come to find out the man's real name was, and I'm going to butcher these two names because I don't know how to really say them. So just bear with it. Uh, Friends D. Toit. And he traveled Franz, Franz, sure, you took French, um, and, (laughs) well, I don't know if this is French, but whatever, they're in South Africa, so, and he traveled to pick up his friend, Fionn's Kruger, cut the last name, right, um, anyways, Franz and Kruger, we'll just call them that, they're both dicks, doesn't really matter if I screw their name up. They then took her, They so he, he went and picked up his friend Kruger, right? Mm-hmm. After that, they then took her to the outskirts of town, and Allison knew that something awful was probably about to happen. When they got there, they parked, and they told her that they were going to have sex with her. Mm-hmm. And she was scared, but she kept thinking, okay, if I cooperate, I know that, I mean, I'm going to, they're going to rape me. But if I cooperate, maybe, maybe let they'll let me go. Yeah. And um, she said she thought that it would keep 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 them from killing her, basically. Mm-hmm. Those 
sorry, these men both had a history of violence against women, and after raping her, they decided that they were going to try and kill her. So, what they did was, they suffocated her first until she was unconscious, but they knew that she was still alive because they could see that she was still breathing. So then that was when both the men decided to stab her in her abdomen, and they stabbed her 30 times in the abdomen. Allison said later that she remembered one of the men saying that they were trying to destroy her reproductive organs so she could never have children again, which is odd to me because I was like, well, why would they say that if they were going to kill her? Whatever. Um, Not saying that she didn't, she didn't, not saying that she's not right that they said that. I'm just saying like, if they said that, they're fucking stupid yeah obviously they're dumb anyways but like if you're gonna kill her what does it matter however they managed um not to hit any of her vital organs like for reproductive like her reproductive organs so that was good but they did stab her 30 times in the abdomen they stepped back and then they thought okay she's dead they were both like, yeah, she's dead. There's no way she's surviving. You know, she's, she's going to bleed out. And then they saw her leg twitch, to which at this point they decided they would slice her throat 16 times. Oh, yeah. 16, 16 times? times. And she still Yep. Allison said, oh. and I quote, all I could see was an arm moving above my head, right and left, left and right. His movements were making a sound, a wet sound. It was like the sound of my flesh being sliced open. He was cutting my throat with a knife again and again and again. Yeah. It felt unreal, but it wasn't. After, uh, end quote, after they were done, they stepped back from Allison again and they said, one of them said, do you think she's dead? And the other attacker said, no one could survive that. Thinking they were done and that they had accomplished their goal of her passing away, um, they drove off. However, they did not realize that Allison was actually still breathing. Laying alone on top of the sand and the broken glass that she was in, Allison knew, she said, quote, I had to at least leave a clue about who had did this. She decided to write their names the best she could in the sand. So she would, she did it like in the dirt or the sand or whatever with her finger trying to write her names. And then underneath it, she wrote, I love you, mom. She then realized that she could see car lights in the distance Mm -hmm. and she was like, okay, I got to get out to the road somehow to try to get rescued. So when Allison moved towards the headlights, she realized the full extent of her injuries because that was when she pulled herself up, like tried to like pull herself up um, to stand and her head started falling backwards. And since she had nearly been decapitated, That's what was going on there. Meanwhile, she could also feel something slimy coming out of her abdomen, and that was her intestines. She had to use one hand to keep her organs from coming out of her body, and the other hand to hold her head on her body, which I still can't even believe that she was alive. Yeah, how can you... I I have no idea. Um, And then also, how 
how is he not going into shock? Like, some people... Or, like, passing out. Well, that's what she says right here. She said, quote, As I struggled forward, my sight faded in and out, and I fell... I fell many times, but I managed to get up again and again, and I finally reached the road. She then collapsed right on the white line of the road, like, coming out, and she said that she figured that was the best spot. She couldn't really go any further. Like, physically couldn't go any further. So, So she just collapsed. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I still don't... So, she was trying to keep from fainting. um, Died from shock. Mm-hmm. I couldn't, can't believe it, and just died. Yeah. Never moved. So um, it's very brave to just be like, yeah, I gotta get up, I gotta do this. Yeah, for sure. A young veterinary student that was actually visiting there, he was visiting um, Port Elizabeth on vacation. His name was, oh gosh, I'm horrible with names. Tian? Tian? Mm, I don't know. Elder, Ellard, Ellard, Ellard. Um, anyways, he saw old Allison laying in the middle of the road or at, you know, where the line was and he stopped. Um, he said, quote, God put me on that road that night for a reason. He was able to tuck her thorax back into her body and he kind of learned, you know, he had some medical knowledge because he was a veterinary student. I mean, the, the, animals and people are totally different but the concept i guess is kind of the same if especially if you know a little bit of medical training so he rushed her to the emergency room and the doctors could not believe that she was still alive one doctor alexander anglov said later said that he'd never seen such severe injuries in his 16 years of practicing medicine she was on the brink of death, but she pulled through, and while being weak in the hospital, she managed to tell the police exactly about the men that had done this, and it led to their quick arrest, so they weren't, I mean, it wasn't long until they were arrested. I think it was either that night or the next day. The media named them the Ripper Rapists. Of course they did. And both men pled guilty to eight charges, which included kidnapping, rape, attempted murder, and they were both found guilty, and they were sentenced to life in prison. How did they find them? On August 1995. Like, how did she, they... she described them, oh, and she knew their names, because oh, they said them. They... Wow. Yeah, like idiots. Um, but she knew their names, because she wrote their names in the dirt. Oh, and okay. then, uh, well, I don't think she knew... Franz's name because he told her his name was Clint but she did know the other guy the Kruger guy because you know he said we're gonna go pick up my friend blah 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 um so yeah her her injuries were super extensive but even though she was like in the hospital they were treating her she wanted to like tell them immediately who these people were so they could go arrest them so they were sentenced to life in prison. So they're still in there. Um, so justice was definitely served in that case. Allison went on to travel the world to speak out about what she had been through. And she also was one of the first women to come forward about rape in South Africa, her country. 
and encourage other women to come forward as well and tell their stories. Um, because in South Africa, Africa, in Africa period, it's not really common for women to come forward that they've been raped because fear of different, um, well, men, but, but different, uh, oh my gosh, I can't think of it right now. No, no, it's not tribes. Oh my God. Why am I trying to say that? Just different, like, um, gangs and stuff like that. I'll get it in a minute. <laughs> so anyways, it's not really common for women to come forward and be like, yes, this happened to me or yes, so-and-so did this or whatever. Um, so she became one of the first women to do that. She also won several awards and wrote many books and accomplished a lot. But her greatest accomplishment was the fact that she was able to have children and she had two sons. So the men that thought they could destroy her reproductive system can suck it. I was literally about to say Because she um, was a badass and was like, nope, not happening. So... This is something that she said, and I'll leave you guys with this on the Allison story. Allison says, quote, Life can sometimes make you feel like the victim. Problems and hardships and traumas are dished out to all of us, and sometimes they can be divided very unfairly. Remind yourself that you do not have to take responsibility for what others do. Life is not a collection of what happens to you, but... Of how you respond to what happens to you. End quote. I like that quote. It is good. So that is the story of Allison Bothell. And how she um, is an awesome badass woman. Mm -hmm. So now we're going to move on to Mary Vincent. And like I said before, you guys probably have heard about this story. I think um, I've heard about this one. Yeah, I think... But it's been a minute, so... Yeah. Um, I watched the story on I Survived, and then I think there was a podcast. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think there was a podcast that I've listened to, but I don't remember who it was that did it. I think that's where it, I heard about it, and then I was like, that's an episode? And then I went and found the episode. So Mary Vincent was a normal average teenager in 1978 she was a dancer and loved to like dream of tr she dreamed of like traveling and like visiting all different kinds of places her parents were going through a divorce at this time and she was 15 by the way mm -hmm. and she decided that one day she was going to go stay with her grandfather because she was just tired of like her parents were arguing and fighting and blah 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 so she was just like yeah i'm done going to stay with granddad for a little bit so, Mary was decided, okay, I'm gonna, like, hitchhike. And back then, as we've all talked about, back in the 70s, 80s, 60s, blah, 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 um, hitchhiking was, like, super normal. Even in the early 90s, hitchhiking was still normal. Um, well, I guess it wasn't really until the 80s when all different kinds of serial killers came out, started killing hitchhikers, that people were like, okay, man, we shouldn't do this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um... So, oh, a hitchhiker, okay. Yeah. So, anywho, she was hitchhiking. So, she was in the middle of the road, um, on this road in California, and she was standing there with two other hitchhikers on September 29th, 1978, mm -hmm. when 50-year-old 
Lawrence Singleton pulled up in his van. When the young hitchhikers asked for a ride, um, Singleton told them that he only had room in his van for one, although his van was empty, so that was really weird. Um, she was exhausted and overwhelmed because she, you know, had been out there walking and she was just trying to make it to her grandfather's house. And Mary acted like she was reluctant to get in the vehicle. But Mary thought, she thought it was like kind of weird that he was like, oh yeah, I only have room for one girl. But it was this big, huge white van. So, yeah, that's a you know, one. yeah. And some of the other girls kind of like stepped back, like, okay, we're good. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. but she, for whatever reason, she um, decided to, to get in the car that day. So she got in and she also said he reminded her of her granddad. So she didn't really think anything like he was an older man. He was in his fifties. So she was like, okay, this is just like, you know, an old man. What is he going to do? You know? Yeah. But Singleton hit her over the head after she had gotten in the van and did not stop on Interstate 5. Like, she... <clears throat> said she needed to go. Where yeah, where she go. said she needed to go. Excuse me. Um, when Mary pointed out, like... I mean, that hit her on the head. I'm sorry. I scuffed. Yeah, I was head. wondering sorry. what was going on. He hit on her. That's what he did. He hit on, he hit on her. Um, like, you know, they were, yeah, they were in the car and I don't remember what he said. It was just whatever. He was just being a creepy old man. And she, and then they started passing the interstate five exit and she was like, um, that's my exit, you know? And he was like, she, she also said, um, she was like, can you turn around? Or she demanded turn around, but he pretended it was like an honest mistake. You know, he's like, oh, my bad, you know, and he turned the van around. After a few more miles, Singleton pulled the van to the side of the road, saying he needed to stop and go to the bathroom. And he still had not gotten to where she needed to go. So Mary got out of the car. She said she was a little leery, but she wasn't quite sure. So she just decided to step out of the car for some fresh air. And she thought to herself at this point, maybe I'll just walk on foot and be like, okay, that's great. I'm gone, you know. While she was bent over tying her shoe, Singleton came up behind her and hit her over the head with a hammer. These next few few parts get pretty graphic so just keep that in mind he tied her hands and shoved her into the back of his van singleton then raped her repeatedly over the course of the night Mm. the next morning he came back to the van and then he like had her on the ground or whatever um he then proceeded to cut off both of her arms with a hatchet And apparently in the attempt to make it more difficult for them to recognize her body, that's why he did this, and he threw her about 30 feet into a culvert pipe um, and left her for dead. Mary said, quote, He took my left arm and took one swing, like, you know, cutting it off. She said, and I started to fall. And then he took another swing as I was grabbing, like, with her right arm. Um, with her right arm she was mm-hmm. grabbing at his shirt and he took another swing grabbed it I grabbed his shirt real tight and I couldn't figure it out 
but I was holding it, but I was still falling backwards. So she was yeah. holding on to his shirt, and yeah. he cut her arm off. Um, and I also remember, like, at one point, I think he said something to her. He said, like, I think she said something about wanting to get away. Mm-hmm. And he said something about, well, or she tried to crawl away. That's what it was. She tried to crawl away or something. And he was like, I'm not going to let you crawl away. And that's why he cut her arms off or whatever. Mm-hmm. Also. And because he was wanting to leave her for dead. Why would you go through all the effort to cut off her arms if you just want to kill her? Like, just doing it in a quick way instead of just... That's just torture at that yeah. point. Yeah. So as traumatized and as broken as she was, this 15-year-old Mary Vincent was not ready to die. She packed the stumps, her arms, mm-hmm. um, with dirt and tried to stop the bleeding. She then climbed the 30-foot incline back up onto the road. She kept her arms raised so that way she could prevent like blood loss. So she kept them up. So that way, yeah, it was really smart. All this for a 15 year old. Like, I would have just laid there and died. Me as a 15 year old? I would have been like, yeah, well, I'm dead. (laughs) I was so dramatic back then. I would have been like, I'm dead. Yeah, I would have never tried to even get up. Um, So she also kept her arms up to prevent the muscles from falling out of her arms as well. Mm -hmm. She walked three miles. From the culvert pipe where he had dumped her body. Three miles. Yeah. I don't know what. I don't know. I I guess because of the dirt. This this case blows my mind every time I talk about it, hear it, whatever. Um, One car that had two men in it drove past her. What a bunch of fucking assholes. And they saw Mary's condition, but they, like, just fucking were like, not today, I guess. I don't know. Um, The next vehicle, though, was, they had a couple in it, Mm -hmm. and they immediately pulled over. They put Mary in the car, and they rushed her to the hospital. Mary's description of Singleton was so clear and detailed that the police sketch went live all over um, the news, and Singleton's neighbors immediately recognized him. And reported him to the police. Tragically, the laws at the time were so, like, not maximum sentence type shit. So, Singleton only received 14 years in prison, which was the punishment that he got after being found guilty of kidnap, attempted murder, rape, and other series of serious crimes. Only 14 years. 14 years. Get this. Larry Singleton was released eight years after this on good behavior. And in trial, he even told Mary, quote, as she was leaving, like as she was mm-hmm. leaving or something like that, at one point he was able to say something to her. And he said, quote, I'll finish this job if it takes the rest of my life, end quote. Yeah, and they knew sure. that. In and they court, and they let him, it. yeah, and then oh, they let him go eight years later on good behavior. So, even though multiple psychiatrists at San Quentin Prison were like, "Yeah, he's paranoid personality, he's got schizophrenia, he's got anger issues, like he doesn't need yeah. to be let out." Sure enough, they let him out. 
And then in 1997, Singleton attacked another woman named Roxanne Hayes. And she was 31 years old. She was a sex worker, but she was the mom of three. And she lived, um, he had been living in Tampa, Florida at the time. He stabbed her to death in his home. So I guess probably um, she came there to like do her work and he killed her a massive national um like outcry like people were pissed that this was his second attack and they let him out mary even was like you know on the committee or whatever for this bill that they were going to pass it was called the singleton bill And it was drafted in California, which prevented the early release of offenders who committed crimes that involved torture. Mary testified at his trial and supported the bill. Now, the minimum sentence for the crime involving torture is 25 years in prison. Singleton was sentenced to death, however, but he died in prison of cancer in 2001. That is crazy, because you think of, like... It would have been different if he, like, accidentally killed, tried to kill her and got scared. But the fact is, he tortured her yeah, and wanted her. to literally kill her in a way that would be slow, slow. And, and he knew that. Yeah. So, he he's not a sane person. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he literally told her, I'm going to finish the job, and everyone knew it. And yeah. they're like, Meh whatever we'll release you well when she, when he got out eight years after that she i believe she actually like changed her name and like left like yeah, went somewhere she like was she was terrified. scared yeah she was scared I of shit terrified. i would have probably killed him quite honest yeah. i would have found out where he lived and went and shot Got him but shot um him. that's just me um uh, <laughs> <laughs> if i was a cop i'd be like oh well i guess he just died he killed himself right yeah <laughs> yeah darn well suicide wow um but yeah so mary vincent is now 58 um or she might be older than that now but she lived a pretty difficult life after that she had trauma and ptsd obviously and um but she overcame all that and she had two sons she also is an artist and creates images of powerful women and as uh female action figures so that's pretty cool um but yeah that's the story of mary vincent there's a little bit more i could have said to it but that's basically the gist of it and it wasn't a long process. I mean, you got to think he just kidnapped her, missed her exit, turned around, killed her. I mean, not killed yeah. her, hit her over the head. Well, it and, probably you know. took maybe like 15 minutes mm-hmm. for all that to go yeah. down. The moral of that story is don't hitchhike yeah. um, or pick up hitchhikers because sometimes they're the murderers. <laughs> you never know. Don't trust someone so easily. Yeah. There's a lot of people that trust people. And then the Allison story, I would say, I always, like, if I'm by myself, and I'm not saying that either one of these girls were wrong for doing any of this, but I'm just saying, like, as a, because I think she even uh, promoted, Allison did, like, promoted the fact that, you know, keep your doors locked, women, when you're, when you're somewhere, like, anytime you, you are somewhere. Like, if I'm sitting at, like, I don't know, the Walmart parking lot by myself or something, 
if it's like night, even if it's daytime, I lock my doors. Yeah. Because I've seen some sketchy like, men like walk past the car and I'm like, huh, lock. <laughs> no I thanks. I have some of my friends that live in dorms that don't lock their dorms. <sighs> and I'm like, negative. And I literally <laughs> tell them, I'm like, no, lock your door. You don't know. You know, somebody could just walk in. And yeah. They're like, no, but you have to have like a key to get in. And like, I'm like, but there's many women and guys that have keys around these, these dorms. Yeah. They could just walk in. Yeah. So always, I always keep my door locked, no matter what. Sometimes my roommate leaves the door locked, and I look at her, and I'm like, no, unlocked. I'm like, no, you need to keep this door locked. <laughs> She's like, well, I always don't want to get the key and everything. I'm like, no, keep it locked. Mm-hmm. She's like, yeah, you're right, you're right. And I'm like, yep, because I watch too much true crime. Yeah. She knows that. I'm like, I watch too much true crime for this. <laughs> but these women are both super badass, and um, I just can't even... Yeah. Like, especially, either one of them. I was going to say especially yeah. Mary, but either one of like, them. Like, I love how. I don't understand how they both didn't bleed out to death. Like, I can't grasp my head around that. I don't, I don't get it. I, I thought it, I thought it, well, I guess because you watch movies and in the movies, like, they bleed out in like a couple of minutes. <laughs> yeah. But, but maybe in real life, real life it takes longer takes long to bleed out. Time. Yeah. But I love how the first men took away, were trying to take away her ability to not have a child, but she had a child anyway. And then the other man he was just trying tried to, to take her. away, you know, the ability with her hands, but she still had ability to make art. Oh, yeah. She's still, like, she's an artist like, now. So she tried to take away something. But I think she actually started out making her own like prosthetics and stuff and mm-hmm. helping other women like helping other people like she would make prosthetics out of like um scrap metal and stuff like that mm-hmm. and then she eventually got her prosthetics to where she could hold like pencils and pens and stuff and mm-hmm. do art mm-hmm. paint and all kinds of stuff so super cool um but yeah so shout out to both those badass women they need to be like they need to have monuments erected in their honor i believe um we don't have an update about gabby petito dog the bounty hunter man i thought he was gonna get on it i thought i was like dog he keeps saying that he's on he's hot on the trail but he doesn't have him yet so <laughs> i mean yeah i'm not i i just think maybe this dude is dead or he's just left the country does I mean, he either have one. like a youtube channel or something no he just keeps getting on the news and okay. talking to the news people yeah but um i will say he he <laughs> he did find out quicker than the fbi did i'm assuming that uh like two days after he started the case like he found out that Yes, they did camp at this campsite. His parents were there with him. Yeah. Then his parents checked out without him. Mm. And so he figured he was in the surround. There's like a bunch of different islands around this campsite. Um, like, you know, kind of like here at the reservoir, there's like different islands and stuff yeah. on the reservoir and like down the river. Mm-hmm. So he figured that he's probably on one of those islands. And um, they've been searching, but they ain't found him yet. Hopefully soon. I think this case is harder though because he can live in the woods and everything yeah and there was one one thing that people are kind of like like that doesn't sound like brian is that um dog found um a can like a monster energy drink can yeah. and he thought that was like a signal that he was in that area mm-hmm. um because you know it's secluded nobody should be there yeah. but 
everybody was like, well, he's kind of like environmentally conscious. Why would he leave that out there? You know, he's like Mr. Recycle Man. So why would he leave I mean, a can? He just, but he if he's on the run, I don't think he really gives a shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he's like, oh, save the environment. Yeah. <laughs> he just <laughs> might have murdered this woman. Yeah. So I don't think so he's like, oh, the world. Yeah. Gotta save it. <laughs> Gotta save it. So anyways, that's the latest on Gabby Petito, but we are done. I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, We've talked about it on our Instagram, but if you want to, you can go on over. And if you like gaming channels, you can support uh, my husband's gaming channel. We'll put that down there as well. It's pretty cool. He's just now getting into it. So he's a a YouTube baby, so be gentle. (laughs) But it's good. I mean, his content's really cool. but yeah, and like I said, he did, he recorded um, the music for the song at the beginning. And, um, but we both, you know, kind of helped put it together. But so, and then we talked about the Etsy shop that you guys can go down there, go to the link below and click and see shop, grab some yummy bath products and stuff like that from her. And yeah, I believe we're done. Um, We hope that you guys have a fantastic weekend and we will see you guys next weekend. Uh, Don't know what we're going to do yet, but I think we'll probably need to do a serial killer next time. We need to get back in the serial killer realm. Or you know what? No, we've done enough killing. Let's, let's do some spooky stuff. It's spooky season. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot. I don't know why I forgot. (laughs) Like maybe, um, ghost or yeah it's spooky season guys i forgot it was october how did i forget that i don't know oh october 1st i showed up in my door like i went up to my classes full makeup full everything (laughs) everybody's just like walking around normal and i'm over here like and they're like oh is it october i'm like yeah it's spooky season (laughs) bitches yeah they're like oh okay like yeah yeah as you guys know we like spooky we love halloween we like spooky season so be prepared for a lot of content like that so yeah let's do some spooky shit yeah Yeah, it's a great idea we're gonna halloween it up all right you guys well we hope you have a great weekend and we'll see you guys next time Bye. bye